0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I'm Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? What's up? And Rachel will not be with us this for this episode because she's tending to her sick children, mm-hmm. which is a noble thing for a mom to do. Episode number one thirty. Nice thirteen. 13. <laughs> 13. That's right, thirteen. On are we Illuminati? Well, we're. This is June fifth, so tomorrow's six six. It'll be actually be put out through the on 6-6 six, on six, um, this is episode 130 so take that for what you will <laughs> what do you know man
1: hey did you know that uh john lennon of the beatles tried to murder his mistress may peng in 1973 after drinking really yeah and misunderstanding something she had said so hold on his mistress it was
0: his mistress not yeah. so he he had a He was already married to Yoko, Mm -hmm. and he was having an affair. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that John Lennon had a type. Her name was Meng (laughs) Fei. Mei Peng. (laughs) Mei Peng. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a type. Yoko Ono, Mei Peng. He liked the Asian girls. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. The only reason he didn't kill her was because he was restrained by another person. So He was going to kill her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude. That's interesting. I didn't know that about
0: old John Lennon. Yeah. What about uh, the song that he wrote though about like p- the peace and all that stuff? Uh, uh,
1: yeah, it's because he's big gang.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right. Hey, episode one thirty. I need to give a warning. We want to talk about mud floods. We do get to mud floods. Uh, it's sandwiched in the middle of a bunch of stuff, but uh, it was pretty pretty early on. It does. Yeah, yeah. But still, I'm just you know oh, we yeah. go. Our guests today, we go all over the place. And so just buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. That's what I'm going to say. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War podcast. Well, hello, everybody. we got a great guest tonight. It's our old friend, John Brisson from We've Read the Documents. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on Twitter. We'll put the links in all of our show notes as well. He really doesn't need an introduction because... I was going
1: to say, the guest that needs no introduction yeah, for us. I,
0: <laughs> John, I think you've been with us the most of any of our guests. I think you hold the top, <laughs> so top.
2: good. That makes you <laughs> so good. I feel, I feel uh, honored. Yeah.
0: Well, we are completely honored. And you know, I, I, we were talking before we started recording this, and um, you said something, man, you, that really blessed my heart. You were like, man, I just love you guys, and we feel the same yeah. way. Yes. Like, we count you as a great brother in the Lord, and I'm grateful for what you do. And uh, so uh, to have you here, it's just,
1: it's just a pure honor. Yeah. Same here. I was Definitely say, same here, you guys. I was going to say, and it's funny that God let us use, because uh, we connected Via Twitter, <laughs> just randomly, <laughs> I remember. And uh, all those years ago. All those years ago. And uh, it's just been awesome since. So, so we Yeah,
2: were- uh, uh, Rosie was the first to reach out to me on Twitter. He actually um,
1: uh, added
2: me to a list of people that people should follow. <laughs> and I was like, why is he yoking me up with a lot of these C- CMPers and Qtards? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, and then so I started like listening to y'all's podcast. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. And then you guys had me on, but it was funny. That was my first thought. I was, I was kind of confused for a minute. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, and it was just Rosie just trying to be a bro, yeah. you know, and so, uh, and so, uh, and it, it, it let us actually become really good friends. And I can't appreciate enough for you guys' work, um, what you guys do, glorifying the Lord. Um, and trying to spread the gospel out there and talk about current events and everything, you know, your your show is a real blessing.
0: Oh, so. thank you. Thanks, man. Well, we were going to – we we are going to talk about mud floods. That's the topic for oh. tonight, which uh, I called you probably months and months ago about this, and I was just confused. I'd never really heard about it, and I'm going to just go on for the record right now. There, this will be – we're gonna get a review and they're gonna say, why are these guys talking about this? They don't know what the heck they're talking about because they always people always like to throw <laughs> throw us under the bus with our reviews. Um, but this is how I learn. I get somebody on who knows more than me and I talk to them about it. So I may ask really dumb questions. I may make stupid, uh, you know, uh, assessments. Um, but I don't, I don't have a problem with that because I know you'll set me straight. So
2: (laughs) I'm not really sure about that, but I'll I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And there's no dumb questions. There's just, uh, dumb dumb answers. Dumb dumb people. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. So, but but before we jump into that, we were just talking, um, Rosie, you were, you were bringing up this emoji thing and I was intrigued by this. I want you to share this. Uh, Would it be useful now? Yeah, just say it. I don't care. I mean, well, I'm
1: trying to... Okay, I wasn't ready for it, so i got to bring it all up. I, I
0: also, while we're here, I just want to say hi to everybody on We've Read the Documents live stream. Uh, we, It's always a pleasure to be on with John.
2: Yes, it is the backup channel, so there's uh, only the, the diehards <laughs> that get know of it because uh, YouTube uh, gave me a strike because I've been very naughty, they say. <laughs>
0: so. Well, you can't please everybody. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. The diehards are what it's all about anyways.
2: That is true. Yes, the ogs that have been with me and stay with me, sir.
1: Yeah. So, do you find funny? okay? So, <laughs> I was going to say I feel uh, this is just one thing, uh, and I brought it up uh, was talk before the show. We we're talking, and John said that I apparently had talked about that I'm currently in this line of thinking, and it actually does kind of tie into uh, mud floods, hidden technology, all that kind of stuff, but. So I've been on this kick and I was turned on to, uh, not in that kind of way, but I was <laughs> <laughs> put on put on to this uh, track. I've been thinking a lot about how technology, um, and I was going to say, it, it, it's very funny. Uh, I've always said, you know, I have a master's in computer science. I'm a uh, computer science guy, um, and I also hate technology <laughs> so much. Well, and, hey,
2: if it makes you feel any better uh, Rosie, I was originally going to school to be a c- computer science major, uh, back in 2004 right. and, uh, had a full state scholarship to the university of Charlotte, uh, to study computer programming and I had a mental breakdown cause my father died that year and had to, uh, drop out of college and never went back to it. But I tell you that, uh, I not, I would have not made a good computer programmer because I dislike a higher level math so much. <laughs> uh, and it was very important with computer programming, calculus, Uh, and, uh, I myself am a Luddite, man. I try to use as little technology as humanly possible, uh, for what I need to do because I just really despise it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you in that exact same frame of mind. Um, I was always going to say, uh, my, my goal is to uh i you know i work in a technical field so that i can afford to live without technology <laughs> like that's the goal yeah. is, uh, <laughs> i'll use my i'll use my brain uh and then leave it so i can go home and go uh, uncle T- ted mode in the you know the, the cabin without all the bad stuff but anyway so i was uh th- this introduction to uh emojis so this is this is kind of just an out there thing that they wanted me to talk about so i had to pull it up but So I am uh, not propositioning this, uh, putting forth this idea that emojis, like the little smiley faces and all that stuff, are demonic sigils. (laughs) So that's the basis. I'm not the first person to come up with this, but
2: it's amazing.
1: So uh, a little bit about everything. And this is, uh, someone can look into this more, but it's just, it's very, some weird coincidences and stuff. So emojis are put forth, um, you know, there's a standard uh, organization and they're called Unicode, which is just this global organization that um, I, I guess kind of manages what emojis are as a standard, uh, almost a language. You can think of it as a language because it is a language, especially how they're used now. Um, And so Unicode is the guiding organization that um, maintains standards, and they also introduce new emojis. So um, one of the things like, you know, uh, think of it uh, like font, you know, like there's different styles of font, you know, you have Comic Sans, you have, you know, different font styles, but they all are the same English language, you know, for characters. So if you can think of Unicode they're the ones that put out the like original language and then other tech companies like Facebook or Google, you know, Apple, iOS, their emojis look slightly different than Android's emojis. And then Facebook messengers, you know, emojis look different from all the others and they all kind of have their own flavors. But Unicode is the company that, or the organization that puts forth the original ones. And so if you look on Unicode's, uh, Uh, website, they have uh, levels of membership of people who basically are uh, these tech companies. So like at the highest level, there's Adobe, Amazon, Apple, Google, Meta, Salesforce, Microsoft, Netflix, and then the next one, which, so these guys, all those full members and the next uh, membership below them, which is where I'm focusing in on are um, these are organizations that all come together and come up with what the new set of emojis are. And they, you know, that's, you know, they'll introduce new emojis, you know, how we hear about it every couple months now or years or whatever. They all get approved by this company or this organization, sorry. And so one of the organizational uh, members, is the Ministry of Endowments and Religious Affairs for the country of Oman. (laughs) So that's a very (laughs) weird, again, (laughs) these guys are voters. So they're sitting there. So representatives from the country of Oman, the Religious Affairs Ministry, are sitting there with Facebook execs, Netflix execs, coming up with what the next emojis are going to be. So they get to basically put what emojis emojis are. So... That's all settled. Now we're going to go back to. Did you find the verse? Or were you were you looking up in the Bible or no? Oh, okay. So oh, sorry, I wasn't. No, no, it's okay. I wasn't sure if you were doing that or not. But basically, uh, Oman is the current country or place where the Queen of Sheba in the Bible um, actually comes from. And there's a there's a very small little verse um, where she. Goes and meets with King Solomon, and King, in that verse it says basically like she came and uh, he gave, he gave her everything she was looking for, and she went, uh, you know, back to Sheba or wherever. There's this whole other thing that maybe that was the son, but just for the sake of this theory, uh, that's we don't care about the son, but any everything that she was wanted, he gave her. So then there's this whole esoteric tradition. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Turner or uh, John, but Solomon. So there's this esoteric uh, book of uh, magic and everything called the Lesser Keys of Solomon. And that's this magic book uh, with, you know, magic with a K at the end. Um, And in it, it describes... Um, how you know here this is a demon and it just goes through it's a book of demonology and basically this yeah. book is a guidebook to hey if you want this demon this particular you know pee uh, pee poo poo the demon of you know <laughs> toilets or something like that and you want some guy this demon to haunt someone you know their toilet or whatever i'm just coming up with some this is his sigil and a sigil is just like a uh marking or some kind of symbol, symbol, sigil, same, you know, kind of for the sake of this. And this is, you know, if you use this sigil, um, it actually helps, uh, gives you power over this demon. So that's this esoteric hidden tradition of Solomon that goes back in the I got a
2: little bit of information on that real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Rosie, so the Testament of Solomon is a pseudograble a uh, pigraphical composite text ascribed to King Solomon. Uh, of course, we don't know, uh, you know, the Orthodox Jew or, or Christian, you know, believes it regards it to be uh, scripture. Right. Uh, it's written in Greek uh, language. Um, it discussed, um discussed uh, Solomon be, uh, gets this uh, uh, ring um, that he gets from uh, Michael, the archangel, mm-hmm. uh, with the seal of God on it in the shape of a pentagram which allows him to command demons to be able to um, uh, construct a temple Hmm. for him. Hmm. Um, So that's kind of where that comes from.
1: Right. Yeah. So, again, this is (laughs) – I found the verse out. And
2: there's supposedly a story in the Babylonian Talmud where Solomon Solomon enslaves Ashmandi, prince of the demons, to build a temple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 1 Kings chapter 10 – yeah. is Queen of Sheba. Okay. It, it, uh, I'm just going to read. Um, she said to the king, verse 6, she, she's visiting King Solomon. She said to the king, uh, "'The report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true, but I did not believe these things until I came and saw them with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half of what was told me in wisdom and wealth have, have far exceeded the report I heard.'" How happy your men must be, how happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on this throne of Israel because the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. And she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those of Queen Sheba who gave to King Solomon." Hiram's ships brought gold from Ophar and from, and they were brought with great cargoes of, of, of alumgug wood, A-L-M-U-G wood. So I don't know what, alum, <laughs> alumgug wood, <laughs> and impressive. I don't know what that is, yeah, pronounce it better than me. <laughs> yeah, the king used the, the wood to make supports for the temple and uh, for his royal palace and to make harps and lyres for the musicians. So much of that wood uh, has never been imported or seen since that day. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all she desired and asked for besides what he had given her out of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned uh, with her, uh, with her to her own country, her ratoon. Why is it so hard for me to read? I don't know. R e t i n u e. Rent you? I never even. I, I've read this Bible many times. I don't know. I've never seen that word. That's crazy.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, So I wasn't speaking. So (laughs) Solomon, he did give her everything. Okay. So, okay. So back to the, uh, basically this whole thing, there's this tradition of Solomon controlling demons, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. The Queen of Sheba goes back and to go with this hypothesis of mine or whatever. So she got access to Solomon's book of, you know, whatever demonic things. And now the country of Oman is still using those same sigils and everything, and they're actually sitting on the board making uh, decisions decisions on emojis. And the other thing is if you look at – there's places you can look online. I looked them up, but if you look at sigils from the actual book of the Lesser Key of Solomon, and you you can go find corresponding – emojis that look (laughs) almost identical like they're not identical but you can look at it and go "Oh, okay look that looks like this looks like a laughing face this looks like a crying face this looks like uh whatever so basically hypothesis schizo rant over is that uh solomon you know esoteric weird Enochian demon magic or whatever is being used by tech companies um and whenever you use emojis, you are summoning a demon. That's, that's the long of it. <laughs> that's the that's There's the a ghost
2: in the machine, like Satan drives artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Type aspect to this. I mean, it is pretty interesting. It's an interesting hypothesis, especially with the kingdom of Oman. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> right. Um, uh, you know, and, and I mean, we have uh, Christopher Knowles' work with uh, Lucifer's technologies. And, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't agree with, you know, a lot of stuff Chris says. But that specifically I do find quite interesting and kind of agree with him that since, you know, the L. Ron Hubbard, uh, um, uh, Jack Parsons, you know, Mystery Babylon working uh, mm-hmm. r- ritual to bring the, the star child, the moon child, uh, which may, may yes. according to my friend, Epic Journeyman, maybe could have been Michael Aquino. Um, no, I just read something know, about
1: it being Trump because his... Uh, his Yeah,
2: that's I, after the Donnie Darko research on Twitter, I think. Oh, was it? His, okay. maybe. his Twitter, uh, maybe, maybe. I think he's posted something about it or maybe, maybe it's some of his work. I don't remember. Hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, the ghost of the machine thing that's a big that's a big debate right now. A lot of Christians are trying to figure out like what what limitations do demonic do, do demons have in regards to technology? Like if you've worked at a church ever <laughs> and worked behind the sound booth, <laughs> demons yeah, are my rare. good friend does. <laughs> <laughs> right? things happen all the time, right right. It happens on this podcast. we've had we've had things just flake out weird. And for no reason, it would work perfect for, you know, 75 episodes. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just out of the random. Uh, so I, I don't know what the limitations are. I don't know if what we're building techn- in technology is creating uh, vehicles for these these demonic forces to inhabit and uh, be able to move through without actually inhabiting a person. I still think AI is a demon. I think we're summoning a demon. Probably. I don't see why you well, wouldn't. I mean, you're giving your control of your life up to something. Yeah,
1: and we were talking about this earlier. And uh, John, th- this uh, peak technology, and I think it might that might have been a, a Michael uh, Christopher Knowles. Uh, I can't remember yeah. if it was from him that like I stole that. Yeah, book.
2: he's discussed peak technology that we we've, we've gotten the highest that we can. Yeah, because we got the 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 um, switch from. Uh, it's transistor to capacitors right from the fallen angels uh through yeah. the Babylon working uh ritual so we've reached as far as we could possibly go
1: Without, with that yeah and that, that's like the whole thing is they always talk about or a lot of like tech people or the the whole big thing with the artificial so this is what i would posit but with as far as uh ai ai right now um and this is a very 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 oversimplification of what it is of how machine learning and ai works It's just branches of decisions that the computer makes. Mm -hmm. And so it's always confined within the set of parameters that the computer programmer initially sets it up with. And so it's always going to be, it can evolve within this box, but it's always within the box of what it's set out to be so far. And I think that's why we'll never have, like what they talk about, artificial general intelligence, this one where it's, you know, able to, be smarter than humans, and it has creativity. So oh, I was going to no. say, I think the only way if we ever see artificial mm-hmm. general intelligence, I think that's a demon. I think this other AI, which is just so cl- you're a soft AI,
2: a- you're a soft AI believer, not a strong AI believer. That I mean, since human beings are programming artificial intelligence, it can no, it can, it can never go uh, have a greater capacity than our own uh, brain or our own thoughts because the program can't become greater, than more the advanced maker. than the programmer right yeah
0: i I agree with that uh i would say too um i saw a news report just this weekend that there's an ai program that invented its own language and the programmers don't know what it's saying yeah that
1: was i think that was a chat bot that happened a couple years ago i remember it was like they they put these two uh bots together and they started (laughs) answer talking and then they came up with their own language um and no one knows what it is they don't know what they're saying they don't yeah, I think that's, that's creepy. Yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, that's it's like two demons, are like Joe, what's up? Right, yeah, <laughs> it's like Henry, hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like that c- kind of communication. And I mean, the other thing is when you see all these technologies that are currently being used, with like everything goes back to. Like, I effing love science and like, yeah, all this stuff, uh. which is totally just like this weird Gnosticism. It's a religion on its own, it's all this stuff, but there's no like pure science anymore in the sake of like research, research of what it used to be. You know, like all all the great scientists throughout history were all Christians and they're trying to, you know, what we call science. All these guys were. For the most part, Christians who were just trying to explain—you know—that's what the, we're told, at least. But yeah, uh, yeah. You think Newton I, was a Christian? I don't know. I'm just as saying. But at least they were—you know—they had some semblance. At least we were story. told
2: the scientists, at least, you yeah. know, the science it was trying to explain uh, right. God's creation and, and as humanly yeah. possible. Yeah. Where now science is completely, in most, well, not completely, but. Most part has, you know, the scientists have removed themselves uh, from uh, God the Father and Jesus Christ. That they're more, you know, they reject it outright and they're like, we could do it ourselves, you know. Not understanding they're, you know, working with the Father of lies. They're working with Lucifer for their, as Paul would say, their science so falsely called.
0: Hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about science for a minute. Let's talk about history. Let's talk about, uh,
1: (laughs) Let's, Thank you.
0: Yeah, let's talk about uh, mud floods, because that was what I wanted to bring you on to talk about. Uh, so, John, give us a brief, quick synopsis of your understanding of what mud floods are. And uh, and then we're just going to go back and forth and talk and ask questions and, and do it like we've been doing.
2: Okay. So do you want what they claim the mud floods are and then maybe where this information became uh, common, modern discussions? Like I guess let's, I can start with – Let's talk let's about the,
0: the different um, – because I think there's probably several different um, ideas of what mud floods are.
2: I mean the main one that's pushed out there uh, specifically was that there was a worldwide catalysmic event – um that ended up uh covering the world and burying it in mud um so they either say that it, it was triggered by some sort of worldwide flood or some sort of worldwide um kind of like a volcanic erupture or uh, kind of a bit of mud for lack of a better words and in and, 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 kind of a, it covered the world uh, and it, the world was buried in, in mud. Most, there was a previous civilization that kind of blended in the whole Tartaria uh, and uh, with the, uh, the mud flood uh, type uh, narrative um, and, you know, and so that's basically when they discussed the mud flood uh, was and the reason why you have these buildings that kind of seem like they're built on top of buildings, which really they're not. A lot of it is just, um, we you know those windows being so close to the ground level, is quite common of, of the basements. Um, now some people yeah. might argue that, um, um, or may basements are kind of like uh, ways for the buildings to breathe or, uh, for ventilation or, or for, you know, a lot of, uh, those those type of buildings just have boil boilers down there or later gas pipes. Uh, you know, and so most of that stuff can just be easily explained away, uh, as that instead of, you know, believing some grand, you know, belief that the world has been covered in a layer of mud and we decided to build on top of that layer of mud. It almost kind of, you know, ble- it reminds me of the same, no trees on flat earth type theory, mm-hmm. uh, being, uh, very similar to the theory of the mud floods. But a lot of it came from that whole, uh, mud fossil university. YouTube page that showed up about about five years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me let me just jump in real quick. I, I want to help the the listener that doesn't know what mud floods are, what we're talking about. There are theories out there based on um, on evidence that they claim uh, would prove that there was some sort of worldwide, as John said, cataclysmic event that would have caused. Uh, buildings to be covered over halfway and things to be covered over. And we're not talking about the flood out of Genesis, the original flood. Or are we? Or are we? <laughs> because then there's a whole nother uh, caveat to this where some would say, yeah, that's from the original flood. And this is what I was shooting with Rosie. I was like, well what if what if what what they're seeing with these mud floods is actually from the original flood? that the Lord flooded the earth and then sediment just rested down. But before he flooded the earth, we know that the population was anywhere between four and seven billion people. So it was close to where we are right now. So why wouldn't they have civilizations built up that wouldn't be completely destroyed?
1: And so maybe I think it might be to kind of just take a step back to people who are not familiar with this. Yeah. Because we're talking about mud and we're talking about buildings being topped up buildings. Basically, what this spurred on, and by uh, like yeah, Mud Fossil University, stolen history, like all these guys, they're going in. Uh,
2: Antoli Flamenco, uh, New right. Chronology. Which, if you're a Christian, you can't believe in Antoli Flamenco because he says that Jesus Christ wasn't crucified at Golgotha, but instead was you know at thirty three. Uh, AD. A.D. He was crucified. He was crucified in, in Turkey. Uh, hundreds of years later, right. <laughs> uh, you know, so if you're a Christian, you right then and there, if you believe in the Bible as God's word, uh, you, you know, and you're born again, you know, you, you, you throw flamingo out the window.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I agree. And, uh, yeah, so there is these people are putting forth basically there's a couple of things is. Uh, I just saw a new video apparently that was supposed to just happen in Iraq is basically during the 1800s or so um, basically there's this lack of one of the things is that there's a lack of photographs of cities with a lot of people in it. So all these cities like that are photos that were taken at, you know, the 1800s and mid 1800s, there's not a lot of people in these cities. And then there's, but there's just these huge buildings that what we would call, you know, like of Moscow, you'd see all the buildings there, but there's no people. And then there's pictures of people, you know, when they, with just mud roads and everything like that. And then there's pictures of people digging underneath this huge, you know, Mm -hmm. pile Mm -hmm. of mud everywhere in the city that there's buildings and there's structures and there's windows and all this stuff underneath the mud on top of these buildings. So basically what they're saying is like, this is this whole population thing, but basically when we're talking about the mud floods, we're talking about cities and this architecture and this whole uh, mud flood theory is positing that there is some great cataclysmic event that Uh killed everybody and then, or a very small number of people survived, Now there's sediment and, lit like, you know, feet Mm -hmm. worth of mud that covered up everything. And now these new people in the 1800s are re-inhabiting these uh, cities. And the buildings have remained through the flood. And now we're rediscovering them. And that's why they claim that there's all these ways that the buildings were made that we can't, Make them. We can't replicate some stuff that they used to use, and we don't. Well, know well how. there's
2: two different narratives with
1: that, right? Oh, perfect. Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. that's it's, it's, this part of that is is okay. So you have, uh, so it's choose your own uh, ancient belief system, right. okay? <laughs> yeah. Which is very gnostic, you know, very uh, subjective truth or subjective realism. So the first is is if if you if you're a Christian, uh, you have the Catholic beliefs of Tartaria like what. Um in that um it's uh Tartaria was once an advanced civilization uh where there was no sin because it was the millennial kingdom. Mm.
0: Oh okay. (laughs) Never heard that so
2: so if you go on Twitter and you start searching for Christians and you know Catholics and and, and Tartary and everything, then you'll start getting and or even on YouTube Mm -hmm. Uh, and they'll say, uh, let me see if I can find it on YouTube so I can show it to, to you guys into the chat. I'll put it in the thing, but um, they'll kind of push like this Catholic Tartarian, like millennial, millennial kingdom yeah. aspect because Tartary, all all, all Tartaria was, or or, or the, the, the and the reason why we're talking about Tartaria with mud floods is because they say that that's what the ancient civilization is. They kind of, uh, they kind of added these two um, uh, kind of like these two alternative history, uh, conspiracies, mm-hmm. lack of a better term. They kind of like lump them together in most mm-hmm. aspects. Um, and so, um, you know, there's, there's even a book on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, um, uh, <laughs> Amazon, uh, called the heaven bearers, the great reset of 1834 and the mud floods. You have mm-hmm. now the great reset, right. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and they, they talk about right here, the, uh, the synopsis of the book. And I'll explain what I talk about is, is, It's it's 1834. The sky suddenly turns dark and snow begins to fall down. The Tartarians are scared. They've never experienced snow before and wonder what is happening. The sand begins to lift up from the ground and rain falls down like a flood. It mixes with the sand. A wave of mud covers the entire earth. Leaving more than half of all life forms dead. In the meantime, a race of beings have taken up what is left of the great empire of Tartaria and murder all who oppose them. So this is like a fiction book, obviously, but it's someone building off of that mythos. Um, and so you see there's there's two different uh, mythos uh, of Tartaria. So one is kind of like this Catholic, uh, tar- Tartaria was a millennial kingdom aspect. And then the other is the new age aspect of Tartaria was like kind of like Atlantis or Lumeria, uh, where it was this advanced uh, civilization with magic and it was peaceful and there was no war and it was... You know, uh, a love and light society. Uh, So you kind of have like those both narratives being pushed uh, out to you know. If you're a Christian, oh, well, come be a Catholic. I mean, the millennial kingdom is already over with. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a full preterist at that point, okay. And then if and, and then if you're um um uh if you're uh, um like, you know a new ager into theosophy. Uh, then it was this advanced civilization with advanced technology and cures for every disease. As Alex Jones would put it, um, talking about what the QAnon operation is supposed to give us as much deception as that is. It's just a retelling retell- of the same thing. It's, it's Satan's lies, you know? So that, that's what they try to push with, uh, with the two narratives of, of Tartary. Um, and then, I mean, all Tartary the kingdom of Tartary Tartary was, was, um, Europeans, Romans, for lack of a better word, in their maps, they were just listing Asia Hmm. as the kingdom of Tartary or Tartaria. Now, they could have called the, uh, if there were a a kingdom of Tartary or greater Tartary, if it did exist, I'm not saying it's some sort of like um, major, uh, like, advanced civilization country or whatever. Like, I don't believe that at all. But, um, you know, some people will say that it had to deal with, um, the Huns, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, also maybe that's where we get, uh, uh, the word, um, uh, tartar sauce. Right. Um, and so, uh, Charles Burley also mentioned in my chat too, uh, um, Turin, uh, uh before Tartaria was named, Tartaria was called Turin the turn is older than Tartaria. Hmm. So even then, so that's what they were, you know, and so just like the, the native Americans were called Indians, right. By mm-hmm. the Europeans. Uh, well, you find these old maps and you find the kingdom of, of Tartaria. I guess you would see in the maps to the kingdom of Turin. Um, that's just what it was. Now, whether or not they were, was an actual, uh, society of people who considered themselves, um, uh, Tartarian, uh, or Tartary. Um, you know, again, a lot of this was, seemed to be weaponized and me and S90 did a previous show discussing this, uh, during the 2006 campaign with Donald Trump, uh, it seemed that that's when the the Tartaria narrative uh, seemed to really, um, take a foothold, uh, that people were discussing it. Um, and, um, it seemed like, um, it was being pushed. Uh, during that time period, when I tried to to trace back uh, when it started to become popular, uh, it was pushed on forms like got like productions uh, mm-hmm. around that time, uh, and it seemed to go along with the narrative that the whole narrative that Trump was Trump was a time traveler, um, right. and that there were advanced civilizations and advanced technology, uh, and that you know Trump was working with uh, you know you had uh, uh, Trump's uncle who had gotten the uh, necklace yes. Tesla documents, for Trump, um, I think it was no John Trump. Uh, and, um, um, and so they kind of like built onto that and, and that's where they ran with the Tartaria narrative. Uh, when in reality, um, though Dugan in of himself doesn't say that he believes in the Tartaria narrative, Alexander Dugan, um, he was pushing that, uh, uh, Tartary narrative. And I'll actually give, uh, Russia's version of that in a minute. I have to go look, luck up and find it, but they have their own, uh, version of, uh, Atlantis, Uh, their own version of Lemuria, their own version of Tartaria, uh, or Tartaria, uh, or Tartary. And um, so, you know, he he would say that, well, Tartaria is a myth, even though he was likely one of the people that were pushing it as a chaos magician. But at the same time, they have their own belief uh, of some sort of mythical advanced civilization too. And during that time period, also a CIA document came out, uh, saying that USSR US and my friend Wayne McCoy was on my channel discussing this. We did a show on Tartaria uh, um, where uh, they were trying to make it seem like uh, Russia had destroyed uh, all this technology and all this uh, kingdom of uh, uh, Tartaria uh, that was uh, Muslim, that was Arabic. Hmm. Um, and so uh, that uh, information is, um, was released around the same time to kind of weaponize this idea of, uh, of uh, um, Tartaria. Hmm. Uh, so let me get that, and you guys can pontificate or have anything that you guys have to add to that. But, well, it's just uh, interesting
0: because the, the, on a map, on a current map, uh, that area that would be considered Tartary is really just like – it's sort of like China, Russia, that whole
2: – All the way up to Turkey.
0: Yeah, it goes pretty high up north, and so it's like a spot to the,
2: to the west.
0: Yeah, Sorry. yeah, and so it's a spot on the map that would be modern day Russia, China, Turkey. You know, that whole uh, Afghanistan's kind of in that little little bump out there too. So I think that um, just renaming the maps, getting rid of Tartary or <laughs> calling it Tartary, it makes sense to me that it would just they you know empires arise and fall and. Names change, you know what I mean? I mean, just look at uh, Eastern Bloc nations, how many times they've changed <laughs> after borders, the fall of yeah. Russia, you know? And um, I, I will I will say that there is this interesting thing. I don't know if you want to touch on this or not, too. There's this interesting connection, too, with World's Fairs, um, with all of this stuff, with mud floods. and Yeah, they've talked about having
2: advanced technology and everything at the World's Fairs and stuff. And you also have the orphan trains, yeah. full of orphan kids. Uh, which my friend Wayne McCoy, he is uh, he adopts uh, children, um, and he's like uh, he, has, uh, he he, he uh, it was a foster home, and he talked about it. He really dig into the articles. There weren't that many kids that were fostered that were sent on orphan trains. It seems to be more of uh, because of the wars that were going on and, and famine and stuff. The reason why the orphan trains existed, but they try to lump in that as well. That oh, there was all these even though Tartarus' advanced civilizations are destroyed. Uh, All these kids were the only people that survived, right? So they have all these orphans and, you know, they got to be sent off to like all these different cities. Like like it doesn't, like most things that, that Satan makes a kind of like a, a shoddy narrative to like, none of it makes any sense. I mean, when I, you know, I didn't believe in Tartaria when I was a Gnostic, but still, you know, when I had the spirit of Python and said this, the Holy Spirit, you know, you start believing anything that's subjective of what someone says, right? You know, because you start believing that, you know, completely in subjective truth, that there is no objective truth, mm-hmm. you know, and which is, which is complete, which is a lie. I mean, father, you know, Satan's going to tell you that as the father lies, right? That there is no objective truth. There's no way that you can know God, the father, or Jesus Christ, or how do you know the Bible's true? Uh, you know, and stuff, so you start kind of, you know, living in that subjective truth, uh, and it's your own personal truth, and, you know, when someone says something like, hey, do you know about the orphan trains, or hey, do you know about the mud floods, or Tartaria, this advanced technology, you know, you're like, yeah, 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 instead of, you know, you know, you have the Holy Spirit to be like, oh, wait a minute, something doesn't add up about this, mm-hmm. you know, because it kind of conflicts with the Bible in a lot of ways, uh, you well, know, or completely.
0: Well, yeah, that was so. going to be my next statement, was that You know, in Genesis chapter 9, when the flood has already happened and God, you know, speaks to Noah after he gets off the ark, he gives him a covenant that he says to him, clearly, I will never flood the earth again. And as a sign of my covenant with you, I will show you the rainbow. And so that's why you see rainbow flags everywhere in June, all around, because everyone's remembering the covenant that God made with Noah, right? Isn't that what's happening? By kissing dudes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a way to pervert that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I was being sarcastic, but uh, but if God is true in His Word, which He is, then then we know that the worldwide cataclysmic event of flood would not happen. And I don't know how people get around that. Other you than mean a second one? Right. It would be a second flood. Yeah. How would that? How would that even work? You know, if God said well, no. Well, not a
2: flood of water, turns a flood of mud. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> you got to be careful with those mudslides. I mean, California is just getting hit with them all the time. Good.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to. Hey, now, 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 now. There's <laughs> some brothers and sisters of Christ out there in California. We don't want it to take it's to the ocean completely. Th- they are. Man. But not We can just in California, though.
1: But. Yeah. We want uh. you, uh, all you Christians that are actually in California move <laughs> then we can <laughs> then we can pray for uh the judgment of fire to come down and burn it all up
2: <laughs> i i'm trying to find um and of course charles mentioned uh, charles burley mentioned in the chat that tartaria theory is a the weaponized of turk radical theory history by russian intelligence services i.e dugan and yeah me and s90 went over that in the part three of my atlantean great reset versus the continental great awakening series on alexander dugan uh, great. I didn't mention the Turian aspect of it. I didn't actually look into that. Um, but we did talk about how it was radicalized in a lot of ways, uh, by people like Dugan to kind of elevate Russia as being, um, uh, <sighs> kind of like this perfect advanced society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get their version that we talked about of Atlantis. Um,
1: well, okay. i Oh, while well, while you're looking up that, there is this interesting thing that, um so basically like how this all kind of came about is, you know, the the circles that we're in, all of a sudden, you know, I've heard about mud floods, all this kind of stuff. And I started like looking into it a little bit more, listening to it, you know, podcast, watching video, you know, like awar awarenons, classic, you know, <laughs> six hour uh videos on it. And um what was interesting is uh Oh, crap, what I was going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, so how it ties into everything and with this, uh, you know, Alexander Dugan, I, I, I'd i never even thought about that, but it makes a lot of sense with his uh, pan-Europeanism or whatever yeah. whatever he calls about yeah. it. Yeah, with that the idea of, you know, what, what was the USSR and, you know, this whole pan-Europeanism. And uh, one of the things about uh, just very... You know clearly is that's a globalist thing like mm-hmm. in, in the sense of it's a global he, they want this large one where they don't have the, you you know if you're a nationalist which you know i'm an american well I, i'm a christian nationalist but that <laughs> happened to live in america I, I, yeah no <laughs> yeah, but uh I, I mean i'm a christian and uh, i'm not a globalist i don't know any other way to say it but i'm trying not to uh to say any keywords but you're
2: not a dominionist though no
1: no no i'm just a christian and your kingdom first yeah king christ not kingdom, not king, first. Not kingdom now but not kingdom uh, now, kingdom first. yeah because i was gonna say just for anyone that's listening we've criticized the founding of america all that stuff quite a bit so yeah not that i don't love america but uh, uh no you guys are making me lose my train of thought but the, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay um But the whole idea of, like, this advanced civilization is, you know, even if we're going to take it from, you know, uh, the biblical thing, not the biblical thing, but the closest biblical analogy to something like if Tartary was actually real is Babel, uh, you know, like a global civilization that, you know, was the only reason that they were doing that was to overthrow God. You know, it was a mockery of God of creation. Yeah, Nimrod. Nimrod, right, exactly. So – Again, we've done episodes on globalism. So this whole idea of, you know, because there's this other, the idea of Tartary is that in other countries as well, there's a great emphasis placed on the architecture. That's why we're talking about the buildings, this thing, is that, excuse me, that in random places, like not all in Central Europe or Western Europe, the same architecture is all existing so that's this other idea of this tartarian architecture that clearly you know why is there places in the united states you know they'll actually say this why does the white house look like the way it is or the capitol building you know the same architecture that's used everywhere in the globe this is the story everywhere because it's one civilization that was advanced and this is how they did their architecture and that's why it's everywhere else in the world and so, so you,
0: they said the Capitol was like that too, the
1: the well, United yeah. States Capitol. Yeah. So they're saying
0: it preexisted. It's like, it was not built by right when they're saying it preexisted the United it's States. Ro- I mean, it's Roman architecture. We discovered it is what they're saying. Well,
2: they say the same thing about the That's, Mormon church in Salt Lake City.
0: Right. Right. Which was obviously built in like the seventies or something like that. The 70s? Well, they
2: said they built, they, they, they said they, we built, they, if you believe in the mud flood aspect, they, they found it and built on top of it, the Mormons right. did.
0: Oh. Yeah. But that's well, whole... the Well, I just got to, with the capital thing, though, man, we know for sure that it was built by immigrants. Irish immigrants came over and were largely responsible for the United States Capitol. Well, we don't and... have any pictures
1: of it being built. So that's what the, that's what the, the this is what the argument is. So again. We do have the
0: monument, though. And you can see the Capitol in the background watched a monument
1: well i'm just saying that that's that's what this whole thing is and so again again yeah i know i try to get but i'm like let let me just let me just finish my my point that i'm trying to get at then you guys can hop back in yeah is so that the whole point of tartaria and if you're you know someone that takes pride in you know your country there there's this other globalist whole bent to all of tartaria is that it was this once Mm -hmm. great powerful nation that yeah ruled over everything. Everything came from this one place. Glow, You know, they had a one world government. Everything's good. And now it is degraded to the point now of like, we have our own individual nations. So that's this whole other aspect of it that uh, mm. gets kind of glossed over is that it, you know, the pride of Irish American immigrants is, you would say, well, no, those are Tartarians. It wasn't the Irish weren't good at, you know, this, or, you know, all these people that, you know, Americans, we shouldn't have any pride in the building. Whatever you know, the French should have no pride in building the Eiffel Tower because it wasn't them. It wasn't the French people. It wasn't Americans that built this. It wasn't Germans who built that. So See, that's this whole aspect. Now you under, guys can. Now you guys it's can. It's that go
0: underlying globalist agenda. Yes, that that's being threaded into it. Right. So I just picked something up off of uh, Wikipedia. It says the theory about Great Tataria first appeared in Russia, with aspects appearing. In Anteley uh, Frimenco's new chronology, and then pop, yeah. and then popularized by the ra- the racial occult history of Nikola Levashov in Russian pseudoscience, known in its nationalism, Tartaria is present in the real name for Russia, which is ma- ma- maliciously ignored by the West. Russian Geographical Society has debunked the theory as an extremist fantasy using the opportunity to share numerous maps of Tartary in its collection. Since 2016, conspiracy theories about about the, the supposed lost empire, empire of Tartaria have gained popularity in English speaking parts of the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's probably. We have
2: Russians pushing. <laughs>
0: it's a Russian. You know, it's part... <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: from, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, guess. You have uh, uh I remember I remember by Lavashoff, he was an occultist. Hmm. If I remember correctly. So he was an occultist. And then Famenko, well, Famenko is a Russian. Um, so you and then you have Dugan, so you have Famenko, Dugan, um, and uh Lavashoff. So they're pushing, you know, kind of like this globalist, you know. Peaceful, you know, high technology uh, uh, society through Tartaria. Um, when you know they already have one that they believe it's called uh, Open, uh, so Open Soki Kingdom. So the Open Soki <laughs> Kingdom, uh, which is supposed to actually mean the kingdom of Japan and Russia. Um, is a mythical kingdom in Russian folklore envisioned by Russian peasants as lying at the edge of a flat earth. Here it's believed that peasants lived happy lives undisturbed by the state or or the gentry under a white czar who ruled mm-hmm. truly and justly. Such paradise places were also known under the names of the golden land, the land of Chud, So you heard that right, Chud Buds, and uh, uh, Belovidae. Uh, so it's kind of like this myth, of, you know, and it also interesting enough here, it says it here, it says, um, the myth of the utopian kingdom of old Russia similar to other myths of earthly paradise is out of sight, but possibly reachable by the right courageous explorers such as Shambhala and El Dorado. <laughs> uh, so, and then, uh, then you have old believers, which the old believers are kind of like the old people within the Russian Orthodox church Where Dugan claims that he's an old believer, but in reality, he's just a. He's just a, a Satanist, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, a um, you know, so they, they have their own, and of course, they see the also Hyperborea, which is the Aryan, you know, which was Greek, but it later become the, you know, the Aryan uh, belief of kind of like their Northern uh, utopian kingdom uh, that the Nazis would, uh, would, uh, would, uh, would a glom onto. Uh, so they have all these, it's just the same lie that's been pushed by you know by lucifer you know by satan since the dawn of time uh you know and so it is it's just quite sad that people still fall for it uh today Mm -hmm. you know but this flavor is being pushed by russia you know it's being pushed by russian uh chaos magician warlocks Like, uh, Dugan and, uh, and, uh, I can
0: confirm Leveshaw was a occult. It says, according to his Wikipedia, that he's a Russian occultist and psychic healer. (laughs) And he had a book that was banned in Russia because it was extremely anti-Semitic. So there's that too.
2: Mm. So Leveshaw, he, um, he, he, I'm pretty sure his connections between him and, uh, Dugan. Give me a minute. Let me see if I can find them.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But, uh. I mean, he died in 2005, I think. What was it? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2012. So he didn't. He didn't live long. He was born in 61. He died. In, huh. So he died in his 40s. I guess wow. 2012. From 61 to 2012. <laughs> so he died in 50s. 50s, yeah. 50s. Ironically, he was a psychic healer but he couldn't heal himself. Oh, him, very so. much
2: like, like uh, wasn't Rasputin, <laughs> Rasputin supposedly the same way?
1: Right.
2: <laughs> well, that's and pretty. they call Alexander Dugan the, the modern-day Rasputin.
1: I was just oh. uh, just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, Putin's Rasputin.
2: <laughs> I heard. Yeah, uh, that's yeah.
1: Dugan. Yeah. So, John, what you're
0: saying then is that uh, basically mud flood theory and all this stuff that's kind of it's kind of sweeping the the conspiracy community, the truth community, if you will, Right now is been really it's been launched out of uh, Russian cultist globalist uh, agenda.
2: Yeah, it seems about right. Yeah, to destabilize, uh, uh, to keep people away from the truth of uh, you know Jesus Christ and God the Father, to make them uh, continue to believe any subjective uh, things that they may hear. Yeah, Um. the kind of like, you know, poison the well, as they say. I mean, you know, I will say that, you know, I myself um, and not I don't believe in a uh, flat earth. Uh, but I will say that there have been many instances where people researching flat earth has led them to Jesus and to God. Uh, I haven't came across a single person researching Tartaria uh, that led them to God or Jesus. Mm. Uh, so to sure. me, this seems to be a very uh, strong uh, satanic deception. Um, that's uh, rooted in Russian occultists um, and uh, perpetrated by Russian occultists like Dugan um, and uh, Leveshaw. And I'd even actually almost say Antonio Favinko is, but Favinko may have more of a, a you know, a KGB guru rubbed to him, uh, you know, uh, kind of like an academic, uh, but controlled by clandestine organizations rubbed to him to kind of push this as well. Uh, and you had uh, certain uh you know quote unquote uh bad actors in the truth community pushing tartaria as well including uh john irving who Jan uh, tried to present himself to be a christian Uh, yeah
0: yeah in uh uh, you there buddy
2: yeah give me you guys talk for a minute
0: okay by the way i just i just looked up uh flamenco he's freemason and <laughs> oh, is he? yeah, it says uh, it says that uh, it says that he's a Russian uh, or Soviet Russian conspiracy theorist, mathematician, professor at Moscow State University, well-known topologist, and a member of the Russian Academy of Sciences. He is the author of a pseudoscientific theory known as New Chronology, based on the works of Russian Soviet writer and Freemason uh, Nikolai Alexandrovich. Uh, he is also a member of the Russian Academy of Natural Sciences.
1: Hmm. So... uh, And Morozov. uh, Morozov, yeah. It says he was a Russian communist revolutionary who spent about 25 years in prison for revolutionary activities against the Tsarist government. He was also an academic, publishing works in various fields. But, uh, yeah, so that's interesting that (laughs) this communist guy, um, I mean, they're... There you go right back to it. Yeah, I don't know anything.
2: Yeah, else. sorry, you guys I had a I have a cat in my shed, and uh, <laughs> I saw a cat outside, and oh. so like I guess the cat outside like rammed my shed or something, and it's like scared me because I was like, oh no, it's, it's someone, you know, someone trying to like silence me. This is it, finally, it's live on air, you know. It's uh, uh, but no, nah. uh, but yeah, I mean, um, Gnostic Media, of course, uh, w- of course, he, uh, Jan Irving ended up changing it to Logos Media. Uh, but you know, Jan's allegedly a Mormon, uh, which it very much seems like the, that was the case. And he was one of the, the biggest people to push this, uh, Tartaria narrative
1: hmm. or tartary
2: He actually did a show with a guy's name, his name is, uh, Robert Rowe, uh, who was, he was part of this alleged, uh, he was allegedly part of this, um, Mormon offshoot called the Knights of the, uh, of, the of the, of the crystal blade. Hmm. Um, and he was actually, uh, arrested, we don't know if the conviction actually happened or not. Uh, where he was arrested for being part of this uh, Mormon uh, pedophile uh, ring, um, where um, uh, th- these uh, Mormons were passing off their, uh, oh, so sadly, so sad, uh, their, their daughters uh, to be um, impregnated by other Mormons. Uh, and so, Jan Irving had this guy on, and his topic was Tartary in Israel. Uh, and then uh, Jan, uh, to my knowledge, publicly uh, never um, disparaged Robert Rowe or, you know, never like went against him or anything, uh, you know, and he, you know, he hasn't been convicted that we know of yet. So it's, it's all, you know, in the court system, it's alleged hmm. that he did these things. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just interesting that, you know, Jan was one of the biggest people who pushed uh, Flamenco's new chronology. Uh, to truthers and Tartary to truthers but yet he was a so-called professed Christian turned out that Jan was likely a Mormon Uh, so there's that aspect of it and then of course you have people like Max Egan who's a major new ager uh, also pushing Tartary as well and shows like the Richie Allen show Uh, so yeah I mean Tartary was pushed out there uh, by people who were not Christian and there were many Christians like my friend Jesse Spots who uh, saw through the Tartarian deception the moment he heard it. Nice, you know. So it it it, it 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 doesn't line up with you know the Word of God. You know, for Christians, we believe the Bible is the Word of God, right? That's right. So it 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 just, it just doesn't line up with it. It just doesn't.
0: You know so. the the new chronology, which is the the it's a series of books written by um, uh, Flamenco. Uh, Mm-hmm. Fomenko, I think is his name. It basically, yeah. it just says this. It says that uh, it argues that events of antiquity generally attributed to civilizations of the Roman Empire, the ancient Greece, and the ancient Egypt actually occurred during the Middle Ages more than a 1,000 years later. And uh, they have a picture of the – it looks like it's a seven-series book set. And on the first one, it's a picture of Jesus uh, on a stained glass window. So they're they're. It's literally telling you right away. It's coming after the, you know. History's fiction, and Jesus is on the cover. What do you think they're going to say about that? What do you think they're going to point to?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the whole Tartary narrative that Yan also pushes well of the Mongols and the Huns and mm-hmm. that that Genghis Khan because you have the old legend about Prester about John Prester and and uh, the Mongols converting to Christianity. But if you really research wow. that. Uh, They just kind of treated Jesus as a shaman instead of the son of God. Mm. So it's kind of like an ascended master type aspect. So the Mongols were not the largest Christian empire that ever existed. Uh, You know, some people consider them to be Tartary. Uh, That's just silly. That's just silly. Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, If it had, we would see evidence of that today, you know, in China anyways, you know. Yes, yeah. if the Mongols became. Believers. Now we
2: say, well, we, now, now there's true that Korea uh, got uh, uh, had a, a, a population that was um, uh, very opening to the word of God, and actually before the Korean uh, War, uh, Pyongyang, uh, capital North Korea, uh, Pyongyang. Uh, I, I can't believe I can't pronounce it all of a sudden uh, was you. actually, I <laughs> uh, was actually known as the uh, Jerusalem of the, uh, of the East. Oh. Um, and that's why um, uh, uh, Korea has such a large Christian population or such a, lo- a large um, uh, Presbyterian uh, population. I learned that from, from my friend uh, Derek. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's quite true that Christianity t- was able to take a strong foothold in, in Korea uh, compared to places like Japan, where they pretty much killed any missionary that fell to the island.
1: So, Yeah, that's interesting, though. I, I, this is, again, maybe going in, maybe we, we can say this is settled, but that was just an interesting thing that you brought up. And I remember you did a, um, just kind of going off this whole, uh, the differences, um, is it the Unification Church? Was uh, the the Moonies? Or they came out of Korea, didn't they? Or were they? Yes, they
2: did. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. River Sung Mung Moon, right? Uh, and Miss Moon, Mother Moon, in the Unification
1: Church. Yes, they came out of Korea. <laughs> Mother <Right>. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> but I love. It, it. Maybe this is a question you may not know, but it was just interesting when you were talking about that. Was. Uh, because they're one of the biggest i mean uh, probably by membership well i was going to say aside from uh other maybe religions that we would call cults <laughs> but uh they the biggest that like is genuinely recognized as being probably a cult from everyone outside of it i don't i don't know anyone that would uh say that the moonies were not a cult People. Well, there's a
2: lot of CMP evangelical Christians that yoke themselves up with the moon and he's like Tim LaHaye that never thought they
1: were a cult. So. Oh, Tim LaHaye from uh, The Left Behind?
2: Oh, God. Yeah, very much so. He took moon money uh, to help form the CMP. <laughs> and money. Jerry Falwell took moon money to save Liberty University. Liberty University would have folded if it wasn't for the generous donations of the Reverend Sung Mo Moon in the Unification Church during the mid-90s.
0: What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh yeah. I got the document. <laughs>
1: that's why I love you, John. Yeah. That's well, oh, wow. Okay. If <laughs> I was gonna say
2: I, I mean I'll, I'll google the picture right now Falwell <laughs> smiling, a crap eating grin on his face, uh you know, uh shaking the Reverend Sung Mo Moon's hand. Wow.
0: It's
1: uh how much was, was the say, donation? Yeah. Do you know?
2: Hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars somewhere around there, yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was gonna say it's. I was gonna say, uh, I want to continue down this because you just un- opened something that was awesome. But I was just wondering if it's interesting. Do you know if any Japanese, um, semi-Christian, quote unquote, religious cults, or do you think? Do you know if it's only just when you were talking about the difference between uh, how Korea uh, handled Christianity versus Japan? I was just saying it's interesting that I've never heard of any, and this doesn't mean uh, anything, you know, The I, I want to say Amshim Riko was the, the largest, mm-hmm, most publicized mm-hmm. uh, cult from uh, that I can think of. They were from Japan, but I, they were in no way Christian or had any basis of anything like that. But do you know of any ja- – I, I don't know. There's something interesting in a country that – was more accepting of Christianity that all of a sudden they're going to have one of the largest, uh, you know, Christian "quote unquote" in the Korean cults. War. Hap-
2: and the Korean War happens right, North Korea's cut off and right. they're cut off from Christianity for the most part, you know, and and, and yeah, uh, but any Japanese ones? Not to my knowledge, no. I mean, Catholicism got a minor a foothold in Japan. Mm-hmm. um but to my knowledge there is like a happy cult there but i don't think
1: yeah they they still the, are largely unre- unreached
2: hmm. yeah for the <clears throat> most part yeah
1: and they're also one of the most high-tech countries in the world right right <laughs> as far as technology oh. Oh. It, it, all, it all comes back <laughs> but uh that's so interesting yeah happy
2: science on. cult. which interestingly enough about the happy science cult, me and uh uh, S90 need to do a show of that on my channel uh, Just like how The um, the Unification Church is completely yoked up With conservatism and evangelism yes. Both false evangelism in the United States uh, The happy science cult Is just as much connected To uh, modern day American conservatism
1: Wow Yeah because I was going to say isn't there A, a couple questions uh, Was yeah. it the Is it the Washington Examiner the Washington Times Times. Washington.
2: The Washington the Times, Times
1: are They're, owned by the Moonies. The yeah. Moonies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the um, what's the, uh, the Epoch Times? Epoch Times is the um, the what are the the ones that are being uh, the Chinese, the Uyghurs, right?
2: Epoch Times,
1: the Falun Gong. Falun Gong, that's right. And um, okay, that's interesting. But is, it uh, was there maybe, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but there is this, is it the son of Song Young Moon? That started. It's like the the Church of like guns and conservatism. Yes. It's yes.
2: The AR fifteen cult, yeah. right. Yes. Uh, that's right. The Rods of God. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Shamu. Who did it? But it's the the Rods uh, the Rod of Iron Ministries. That's what it is. The AR fifteen Colt. Yes, it's been on Steve Bannon's show quite a few times, actually.
1: Like non-iron, like unironically, like being there yes. to like add yes. commentary. Oh wow. It's out of Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They have a retreat center in Tennessee.
2: Well, I mean, look, I mean, you have, so have you guys ever heard of the Unity of Peace? Um, uh, once a year conference at the Moonies have over no. in Korea? Uh, do you know who spoke at this last conference?
0: No. Hmm.
2: Uh, Donald John Trump, Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, I can get the list for, list for you. Well, uh,
0: I, I, rem- I, I feel like I remember uh, back before the election, there was something going on with Trump, and he had some Moonies come uh, uh, a Mooney come up and or maybe it might have been Mother Moon came up and did something. Was yeah. it there was some, one of his rallies? Or? There was something that there was something that involved. Yeah. Trump. what was it down the mall? And it was like uh, this big spiritual thing that they did a couple years ago. And I think Mike or what's the what's the general that's uh, new age. Um, Flynn Flynn was there
2: yeah Flynn was there and yeah
0: I feel like he, like there was a Mooney there too and they were
1: like praying leading the people in prayer 20th anniversary of nine eleven. oh is that when it was yeah um it said uh the rally for hope yeah was
2: yes uh, rally for hope that's what it hope. is not peace
1: yes yeah
2: yes that's what it is
1: yeah and it said it was on the uh yeah, yeah, it was at on the twentieth. I anniversary covered last year's Rally
2: of Hope,
0: so that oh. that was that was I think been infiltrated as well by uh, Mooney's.
2: Well, it's run directly by the Unification Church.
0: There you go. Yeah. So wow.
2: So I, I covered it on my channel. Like you literally had Trump up there, literally because I you know I went actually my most popular streams and we were at the documents because I said Trump at the helm of uh, the, the, the New World Order of Love and Light. He's literally like giving a speech praising the Unification Church hmm. and all the work that they've done. So is Pence too? Pence is an evangelical Christian, yeah, okay. So why is he praising all the work of uh, Reverend Sung Mon Moon and Mother Moon when the Reverend Sung Mon Moon said Jesus fell his mission on the cross uh, when he died, and that he was the Messiah and that he fulfilled Christ's mission?
0: sung young Moon said that he was the guy that was fulfilling it.
2: Yes,
0: that wow. is correct. Yeah. Wow. Dude. <laughs> it, it, what, so, all right, we were talking about mud floods. We're it, done with that. We're it, done it, with it, the mud. Right, so, just keep going. Just keep
1: going.
2: Guess who also spoke of the Rally of Hope? Good old Paula White. She's spoken there yes, many times, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, she's like Trump's personal like prophetess or something like that.
2: <laughs> that is correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, she's married to the guy from Journey. Yeah. A lot of people don't know and, and
2: she doesn't care that he masturbates to pornography.
0: Whoa. That's...
2: She said that. She stated that.
0: Oh, okay. I, I don't know who asked, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you get to that question? On
2: I don't, I, it's just weird. She stated it before, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, look, she is a false prophetess. She is not a believer. She's, um
0: she's name it claim it. She's like the prosperity god.
1: She's
2: N A R, you know, it opens up Reformation. N A R. Yeah. But you guys should actually listen to the coverage I did on uh the Unification Church and the whole Rally for Hope because uh if you listen to the Prime Minister of Japan Shinzo Abe, Abe speak, uh he sounds exactly like a Q-Tard <laughs> Like exactly, like exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's Where, the Japan, so the, the moon.
0: Let, let's just take a thousand foot view of all this for just a second. Just what's the, what's behind Like, I, I know what's behind it. Like it's ultimately Satan, but is the goal just to cripple the left or the, the right side of politics in such a way that the, the true Christian conservatives are completely deceived? Is that, yes. that ultimately yes. what you think is happening there?
2: i mean mother moon literally calls herself like the queen of heaven okay like you don't get more goddess worship than that yeah right like literally that's bad like she's on stage calling herself the queen of heaven Mm. man and so you know i call the conservatives the conservatives right because (laughs) they don't really practice what they preach really at all right you know I mean, look at how you know Trump supporting the LGBTQ plus community and loving them. I mean, they used to sell "Make America Great Again" uh, pride hats. Yeah, you know, um, and so to me, it's just the, the 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 right, you know, the right side of the world order. I believe it's like uh, two wings, one bird. You know, mm-hmm. like an eagle, like a better term, or a hawk or something. Um, mm-hmm. But you know they represent this phony great awakening you know which is the beast system you know you have the beast and the harlot right so the harlot's the great reset the old world order the beast if we truly are live, living in the end times um or the birth pains in end times and end times time is going to happen in our lifetime then you know this could be it because satan comes as an angel of light right he's right. a deceiver right. you know he doesn't come as like you know the red skinned hooved pitchfork you know if a believer you know, saw Satan, you know, we might see through how, you know, rotten he is, right? Obviously, if we looked at him, right, we wouldn't see the angel of light, you know, but like, you know, we'd have that discernment from the Holy Spirit given to us by God the Father and Jesus Christ, you know, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, you know, we're, we're the, the, the believers, born again believers at the temple now, you know, so you know, with discernment, you know, w- you know, with the Holy Spirit, you know, we would be able to see through it, but uh, then again, I know some Christians can override that through their own hubris and their own arrogancy and still worship you know, Donald Trump, you know, I don't even know how that works. But, but, um, this whole great awakening aspect, um, it's false. You know, there is not going to be, there'll be limited revivals as they've always been of uh, believers coming to God and Jesus. Um, you know, uh, kind of like localized events throughout the world. Uh, but as far as one last great awakening where, you know, the Dominionists say we build Christ's kingdom down here on earth for him as we take the seven mountains back. You know, that's what this false conservative, that's what this, you know, beast system of love and light, you know, that I mean, that's why, you know, Pence, you have to average, you know, conservative or conservative Christian or Christian Hey, what do you think of Mike Pence? They're gonna be like, oh, well, he was an evangelical Christian and he said a lot of great things and he represents me. But then again, he's on stage with the Moonies praising how great the Unification Church is and how great the Reverend Songwall Moon is and all his work and how great the Mother Moon is, right? So to me, that's double mindedness. That's serving two masters. And the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You know, you either serve God or Satan, right? So to me, it seems like that Mike Pence is not an evangelical Christian. He is not born again, as he proclaims to be. And in fact, sir, Satan. And I know that's going to upset a lot of people hearing that, but there is no other way around this. In the modern digital age that we live in, it would take two seconds to Google what the Unification Church is and what they believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two seconds. There's no excuse. This isn't 40, 50 years ago. Okay, I don't even excuse c Tim LaHaye or Falwell or any of them either. They exactly, through all the research I've done, know exactly what they were doing. Uh, but, it's, it, I mean, it's sad. I mean, as we know through the writings of the Apostle Paul, God can use these fallen deceivers to lead people to him. And he has. And there is a certain amount, as Paul said, we should rejoice for that because, you know, though we should disdain the false teaching that these people do and hold them accountable, we should also rejoice that, you know, God will use that because God will use, um, you know, uh, you know, the evils that Satan does, uh, you know, ultimately, eventually for his glory. So there have been people that have been brought out of this false teaching who have came to Christ, who have came to God. And we should rejoice that, um, you know, so it, it's sad that that's the state of Christianity or that's the state of conservatism in America right now. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment you find out these people spoke at the Rally of Hope conference and are praising Moon and, uh, and the Unification Church, that right then and there should you be enough. Anybody who voted for Trump right then in their session never vote for the man again. He's spoken at the, uh, the Unification Church conferences twice. Hmm. So Trump's either idiot and doesn't know who, who they are and he just does as he's told, or he's in on it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And either way, he shouldn't be president. Right. <laughs> and look, I can't stand Biden, okay? It's bad. The old man's got advanced dementia. Hmm. Lord knows what else. He's just being puppeted out there by the world order. The old world order, you know, he's just being puppeted out there. Sometimes I actually do feel bad for Biden. I know he's extremely evil and we're supposed to pray for our enemies and I do. But like if, if Biden's not there, y'all, yeah. you know, he's like not there. He's not making the decisions. Okay. Now, when he was making the decisions, he made some really evil, awful decisions. Especially with the whole biomedical stuff going or going on, and anthrax and stuff back then uh, during the 2000s. You know, don't get me wrong. Biden is as evil as they come. Joseph <laughs> Biden. is But I feel a tinge of sadness for him because you know they're puppeting him out there for the Great Reset. You know, that's what the Great Reset is—is is, is for Satan to show the world how evil the old world order is, so they can bring in the new world order of love and light, and be like, "Oh, look, all these other people are better." Hmm. But they're not. So I'm sorry to go on a rant. There, it's just, it's just infuriates no, no, I mean, me. I mean,
1: well, I was going to say, uh, since we're going on that, w- <laughs> I'm sure, uh, just because we haven't had you on for a while, and yeah, w- we're going to ask. So I've had a uh, my position has been very, um, I was going to say controversial, especially uh, with you know some of my friends. I'll say you know, well, we heard. John Schweppe, you know, <laughs> on the podcast. He's, you know, in D.C. working at the Think Tank. Um, uh, for Americans for, pro- uh, oh, I can't remember what his name, APP. Um, but anyways, so I have, like, a, it, it, this has just been my own thing that uh, I don't think Trump's going to run again. And uh, I got some further confirmation b- recently, but I, I've always stuck by that ever since probably 2020 or something like that. Um, pretty early on. Uh,
2: oh, really? You yeah. really don't think he's going to run again? I,
1: I don't. And maybe we can talk off air, but uh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to okay. say, yeah, but I I think, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to run again. That's been my position for probably the last two years. But
0: Well, just state it. What? Just to state what you what you think.
1: I don't think Trump's going to run. That's no, what I've said. Oh, well, okay. Oh, but I, I was getting I was, at, yeah, what I was trying to get at to ask yeah. John is I think DeSantis, I think everyone realizes, uh, you know, if if Desantis if Trump doesn't run, then Desantis is going to be the front runner. Clearly, that's true. Yeah. Um, or uh, I've also heard this from my friends that say, "Well, no, I think Trump's going to win, but they're grooming uh, Desantis, grooming in the you know, the, <laughs> I, <laughs> the non pedo way, the pedo way um, to be his vice president." Uh, like I, I could see, I don't see anyone else that would even be close for a, 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 a candidate yeah, for yeah. the vice president, but I think. I think DeSantis is going to run as president. Um, Trump's not. I was going to say my my little caveat uh, secondary thing is I could see Trump uh, running for governor of Florida and they do kind of like a switcheroo. Um, I could see that. I don't put too much, you know, don't I wouldn't put money on it. But that's kind of what I, my gut is telling me. Um, but what about DeSantis? What do you think about DeSantis? I know this is kind of opening it up, but that's what I was trying to say with, you know, we haven't had you on for, uh, you know, since we've been talking about all this stuff, but since we're already <laughs> smashing idols that people might have. Yeah, there you
2: uh, go. That's one of my things to do. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so what about DeSantis? What do we, uh, you know, is there any weird Mooney stuff with him or what, what's your read is on he him? they trying-
2: They're they're trying to keep Ron as clean as they can keep him. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, from a biblical worldview, we need to realize how many godly kings were there in the Bible? Yeah. You know, uh, you had David, uh, Hezekiah, Hezekiah count. Who else am I missing? That was it. You know, I think out of all the
0: judges, they had like two judges and two kings. That was about it.
2: So if that's the case, then we can't expect any of these presidents. just to... <laughs> right. I mean, let's be real here, you know? So with DeSantis, I remember I have to go back. There's some, I have to go back and actually flush this out. But I remember days of Noah uh, going on about DeSantis' wife having connections to like the biomedical group and COVID-19 and all that, hey, kind of like the stuff that was coming out of that. So I need to go back and flush that out. But I remember listening to that initially when he was covering it and that stuff being pretty solid. Um, and the way that, you know, you, you know, Ron, they'll say, well, Ron's fighting against all this stuff. Right. And yeah, but the kind of like the way he, he, he worded some of the le- reg- legislature, which I read it myself was, I guess, necessarily COVID-19. But what about COVID-23? Right. You know? Uh, so there's that aspect of it. Um, they've, they've tried to protect DeSantis. Yeah. As much as they, I, I not I really think Trump's going to win again and, 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 and run, like, like win, like flat out he's going to run and win. I really do believe that's going to happen. Um, I, I'd like to hear off air and I, you know, <laughs> yeah, journalistic integrity. I'll keep it between us, obviously off yeah. the record. Uh, but I'd still like to hear, uh, but I mean, I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. Uh, but you know, DeSantis is a darling. People love him. Uh, he is Catholic. Mm-hmm. DeSantis is, um, I'd have to really start digging. Uh, they've kind of kept them kind of out of the limelight. Uh, yeah. But supposedly there are some connections between Casey DeSantis, supposedly, and a lot of the biomedical uh, stuff with COVID. Hmm. So that definitely needs to be gone. And, you know, I have to contact days of no one and be like, hey, what do you got? Give him credit, obviously, and go from there on that aspect. Um, but they've kind of, oh, well, I guess one of the biggest things with, with Ron is he's very much yoked up with Habad Lubavitch, the ortho, ultra-orthodox, kind of a Jewish nationalist uh, cult. Mm -hmm. Uh, So He's very strongly yoked up with them as governor of Florida. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And uh, he actually had, uh, when they had that uh, 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 Florida uh, apartment complex that fell, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, they had uh, um, IDF and, um, Police from Israel come over and help with that. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the countries, that was a little odd to me. Do you want to hear the Uh, other uh,
0: the other odd thing about that? Sure, sure. Uh, Do you know who was in that building when it collapsed? Other than John McAfee, John 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 McAfee was supposed to be there, but there was also there was three two 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 countries that were going to move to their own cryptocurrency, digital currency, and move off of the Federal Reserve currency and uh one of them was in that building the the like president of that was in that building when it fell and the other one had died the other guy had died mysteriously like a week earlier um you you mean they were staying hmm. in the building or yeah yeah
1: oh interesting yeah
2: that's
0: all I, I don't have, was
2: was what was it with the president was it the president of one of the did he die the president died or he was staying there before it happened.
0: He was no he he died he he passed away. Um I'm trying to think of uh I, trying to think of the country. It was uh I mean it was one of the Latin Honduras, American right? Yeah, right. It was like Honduras maybe or Guatemala. No, nah, cuz
2: one of the one of the countries in up. let me see here so Florida See if I can find it. Yeah, I'm looking at um, it. Too. But it was quite interesting, though, about the whole Israeli connection there and how close, yeah. um, how close to Santos is to, is to Chabad, uh, which, you know, Chabad, you know, they push the Noahide laws and they very push very much the Kabbalah uh, mm. and the Talmud, which you guys have covered the Talmud, the war cast um, <laughs> and the problems with the Talmud and the way that the Talmud uh, discusses our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, but, um, you know, they, they also push the Noahide high laws, but the no high laws. And as us as believers, as Christians, uh, um, they, they preach that, uh, our belief is Jesus Christ is idolatry, mm-hmm. uh, because they don't believe in the Godhead, mm-hmm. the Trinity, uh, and the punishment of that is, uh, beheadment. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course that's mentioned in the book of revelation about the saints being beheaded. Right.
1: Right. So <laughs> That's a great point. You know, the, the, uh, secondary question that you just brought up and where uh, again, I, I was going to say just almost as a joke. Yeah. I don't know what the title of this is going to be because it's definitely <laughs> all blood floods, but you brought up an interesting point and I have a question. If you know yeah. anything about this, cause I did a, uh, mm-hmm. was just interesting. I, I had a family member who kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. They're still in, uh, caught up in this, but it, it was, um, there's this, uh, it's supposedly this Christian Hebrew roots organization, um, and the one that my family member—I think it's one of the biggest ones. It's like Four Eleven Ministries. I think I have talked to you about it, Turner. It's like Seven Eleven Ministries, something that has some name like that. Um, but it's, you know, it's supposedly this Christian grassroots organization. Again, Christian, Christian, they're super Christian. Because I
2: know about E511 ministries, but they're not... they E511 isn't Deschamplechette. They're not Hebrew roots. So. Is that
0: not... It? Well, there's one... That's I, what I really know it. what you're talking about. I can't remember what... I can't remember
1: what the But one, I know
2: the Hebrew roots movement is them trying to... convert. They're trying to deconvert Christians into, into, into
1: Jews. Exactly. That, well, that was the whole point I was trying to get at, is I thought it was something else, but if... Uh, I, th- I thought it was something along those lines, but... Uh, yeah, is that ultra orthodox? I was wondering if that organization behind uh, the Desantis is friends with. Is there any connection with any of these uh, Christian, you know, uh, deep converting, you know, Hebrew roots organizations? Uh
2: connections between Habad, uh, Lubavitch, and uh, kind of like Christian deconstructionism into Judaism yeah. uh, through Hebrew roots. Um. I don't really know. Um, I don't think so. I would, I mean, I mean, if I looked, it probably would be there. It makes sense for you to ask that question, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like they don't really like most Jewish people, they don't like Jews don't really proselytize.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. So,
2: so I mean, I don't, It's interesting enough with Hebrew roots, I mean, I think Hebrew roots is poison fruit. I mean, that's why Paul, uh, spent, you know, a lot of his uh, ministry, uh, you know, kind of, you know, um, discussing, you know, what's a Jew and what's a Gentile, and that we're Christians, you know, we're not Jews anymore, right. uh, you know, because we have our faith in Jesus Christ, uh, and that, you know, we and, and yes, the Gentiles are grafted in, you know, to the promises. Don't get me wrong, but um, most of the time, what I've seen from Hebrew roots are is once people start falling for uh you know what is considered like the Hebrew roots type beliefs of kind of like returning to like Jewish type you know like Old Testament beliefs like keeping the law uh, of course you know if you kept if you keep the law you're judged by the law right. you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't think you want to do that Um, or, uh, keeping the feast, which keeping the feast isn't necessarily, you know, I, I know, uh, a few born again Christians that keep the feast and if that's what they choose to to do so to honor God, then so be it as long as they stop there and they're not, you know, trying to go kosher or keep the law, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but sometimes, you know, learning about the feast and keeping the feast can lead to that if you're not careful. Um, so, you know, it's kind of. The Hebrew roots is kind of like returning to um, Judaizing is what it is. It's returning to the the biblical roots of Christianity, which they say is Judaism, which, you know, there is some truth in that. However, um, I myself am not a dispensationalist. I'm more of a replacement theology for lack of a better terminology of calling it that. Um, And, you know, I, I believe that God has kept a remnant uh, throughout, um, throughout history. Um, and those people who are born again, who make up the, that remnant of people are people who were saved by grace through faith. Okay. Um, and, you know, and, you know, Paul was pretty, the, the, the Judaizers and the Hebrew roots people, they despise Paul. They, 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 right. they that's the, that's where it first starts. Is is, is they, they disdain Paul. They hate him. Um, I've done series on it. Um, and eventually they end up, uh, despising and hating Jesus. They end up eventually not believing as Jesus being part of the Godhead. Uh, you know, Turner, both you and Rosie can attest to how many, I am statements that Jesus made. Jesus proclaims that him and God, you you know, he, you know, he, you know, he, he is God. The Trinity Godhead is real. You know, Jesus asserts his divinity, uh, you know, and, and, in the Bible, you know, it's told that we're not to worship angels. You know, we're, the angels are just messengers. They're mm-hmm. just like us, uh, you know. But, you know, in the Bible, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So if he wasn't part of the Godhead, then God would not allow us to worship Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sim- that's sim- simply put. Right. Um, so they, they say they see. Most Hebrew roots see um, uh, worshiping Jesus as idolatry, which is very similar to how Haba Lubavitch looks at us Christians as worshiping Jesus as a form of idolatry. So when people, you know, I believe Hebrew roots is like Satan whispering in people's ears with a poisoned tongue because it leads you away from Christ in most instances that I've seen and not to Christ, and and they hate Paul. They most of yes. the people
0: that venture down that legalistic, uh, you know, they really embrace that old what I call old Judaism. Um, they they end up hating Paul, and and you know they call themselves Christians. That first, we'll take the words of Christ, and and then then they're like, but they ignore anything that Paul wrote. And if you read the Book of Galatians, you can't remain in your position of theology. Um, with Hebrew roots and and agree with Paul, it just you have to move, either you have to get rid of him or you have to change your theology. It doesn't work, right? It doesn't work, right?
2: But they try, and even I, you know, I'd, I the Epistle of Barnabas. Have you guys ever read the the first century epistle yeah. that they claim was written by Barnabas, Mm-mm. the disciple of Paul? Uh, which yeah. Barnabas actually might have read the, the Epistle of Hebrews, right. written the Epistle of Hebrews, should I say? But um, but you should read it when you get a chance. Um, I do think there's slight error in it, uh, like a lot of the Apocrypha, It's is the reason why it's not in the Holy Bible. However, I think a lot of truth can be um, uh, gleaned from it, very much so to like the writings of uh, the early church, Mm -hmm. you know, before the Council of Nicaea. Um, And so, you know, in there, it, it greatly separates, okay, this is what a Jewish person is, and this is what a Christian is, okay? And so there are, we are different, you know, there were, you know, Jews, um, you know, the whole moniker of Jews being God's chosen people, I would say it's those who were born in the remnant who truly believed, who were saved by grace through faith, uh, throughout the Bible, you know, they, they're, they are who are chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that is, um, Kind of like, you know, the difference of how the Hebrew roots uh, people uh, look at things, you know, instead of choosing to be just a Christian, you know, someone who trusts faith and uh, trusts God and has faith in in Jesus and God and and everything. Instead, they they want, they're like, oh, well, you know, the Hebrews had to live under the law, right? So do I. Like they want to return to to their, and there's nothing wrong with learning about the quote unquote Jewish roots of our faith, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but we're not supposed to live under the law. Jesus Christ said, what goes into a man's mouth does not defile him. It's what comes out of a man's mouth defiles him. So then right then and there, keeping kosher, you know, you have Peter's vision, right? With the blanket, mm-hmm. right? You That's know, right. An um, yep. yeah, I mean, we don't right then and there, we don't keep kosher. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's not that God changed his mind or anything like that. God never, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, but it's, it's, you know, there's different. It's well, the, it's, Christians so, have the full reveal of the covenant, yeah. you know, it's the full complete picture of it. Right. And, uh, of course, you know, dispensationalists just say we're under a different age, you know, and so since we have the full revelation of the covenant, we know that, you know, for example, for the Sabbath you choose to keep the Sabbath to glorify God, you, you can do that. You, you know, you can do that on Saturday if you choose to do so, but sure. forcing people to do that, um, or, you know, or is wrong, uh, because the Jesus Christ is our, Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. We worship God in, in, in every day as true Christians, as true born again believers, uh, and Jesus Christ is our rest. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. So
0: yeah, we have a lot Amen. of listeners that uh, celebrate the feast. In fact, at the time of this recording, um, tomorrow is it's Sunday night. It's June fifth, right? Sunday fifth. Yeah. So I think tomorrow, June sixth, is uh, Pentecost. <laughs> so uh, according to the calendar, so a lot of people we have f- celebrating that, and uh, I saw. Which is the
2: believers receive the Holy Spirit.
0: Correct. Yeah, fifty days after the uh, resurrection. So, and um, I think that, you know, and there's so much more to it. We don't really, this isn't an episode about that, but, uh, you know, when you think about going back to DeSantis and he's, so he's got these connections in with some of that stuff going on. Well, that that was
1: a question. So he, (laughs) so I guess he he does not, so he, as far as you know, he doesn't have any connections with any Hebrew roots. He just has uh, connections with these ultra Hardcore, super Zionist uh, cr- people that actually hate Christianity. Yes. Okay.
0: Is he a Freemason?
2: I have no idea. He is Catholic, <laughs> but I have no idea. Is he a Jesuit? Catholics generally aren't free. I don't think so. No. Uh, is he a? But again, oh uh, yes. <laughs> that I could probably just say you safely say yes. Uh,
1: I was just thinking about all the other. Uh, he
2: graduated from Yale, so he could be skull and bones. It's unknown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is he a knight of Malta?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> answer just either. I'm trying
1: to think of all the. Th- I won't
2: cast. I, and is pers- he from the I don't know.
1: peacocks? <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, but, but,
2: but I mean, he is, he is Yale, so you have the knight. And then, you know, for Christians, you mentioned Christians that observe the feast. By no means am I, me, so I calling you Hebrew roots. No, no, it's no. Right, right, that right. You say you have to hold the feast to honor God and make it legalism at that standpoint is when I would disagree with you. Or when you look yeah. down at Christians that celebrate Easter or celebrate Christmas and you're like, how dare you celebrate pagan holidays? Right. You know, when you were in your legalistic like that, you know, like think about it this way. What about the Christians in China that have to worship God, God, 11, 8, 11 PM mm-hmm. or 3 AM on a Tuesday morning or evening. Okay like you know they can't congregate on a Saturday or a Sunday because they'll be found out and killed yeah, to yeah torture, like, well you, you know? know come
0: I, on I you know I tried to celebrate you know the birth of Christ on September 11th this year but giving presents on that day people just really <laughs> frown on
2: that <laughs> <laughs> but even I have a good friend who's done a lot of the research that really does point to December 25th oh, you know really? so I oh yeah I'll share that re- research with you who knows if September 11th is just because of the event of September 11th and stuff like that. Who knows if that's not some sort of satanic deception and Illuminati rub that Jesus was born in September 11th. Cause so I sure believe that when I was a Gnostic, hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was just making a joke though about, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Trying to be but I mean, There's a lot of people who believe that though. Yeah, I know. No, no, I, I know. Uh, I mean, I, I would lean that way. Um,
1: we need to see, I was going to say, I'd be very <laughs> interested to see the research. Yeah. But I was going to say at the end of the day, like the the whole thing is, even if uh, the, the, maybe this is the whole thing with, a, 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 this is my view of it, And you guys jump in if I'm wrong. The whole point we're making is even if, it you know like oh the Saturnalia you know like you worship like a sun God because it's on you know the Sun day and all this stuff or oh. <laughs> it's a Easter's a pagan holiday and we did an episode on Ishtar. The, the, the Ishtar and you know mm-hmm. the, the the things behind it at the same time again worship even if it wasn't if even if December 25th the day that we celebrate Christmas was not the actual birth day of Jesus, 're not you're not doing anything wrong by celebrating the birth of Christ on that day like, right. that's not evil yeah. That's not I was, I was just gonna say we can sum that up but that's yeah 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 that's how I've, I've I
2: I mean that's that's the right way of looking at it right? right yeah you know I mean what if you can't get to church on Sunday because you work on that day and you have no choice and you go to church on Wednesday and exactly. they have Wednesday night services uh, how about you read your Bible every day and you worship God every day right how about that You know, I mean, I don't know. I guess some people get very upset about that. Um, (laughs) But I mean, eh, I don't know. Am I looking at it right or am I wrong? Come on, let me know.
0: No, you're yeah. you're look. You're looking at it fine. I mean, look, we live in the age of grace. If you're a dispensationalist, this is the the age of grace, the church age, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just we're just speaking to everybody tonight. <laughs> We've talked about. I'm just making everybody
2: bad. I'm just turning it up. So <laughs> let's right. let's do a Calvinist versus Armenians next. Oh, we'll go, Armenians is going to get that done. Premillennial. Can Christians have demons? Let's go ahead and do that one. Uh, let's go ahead and make everybody bad. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well. I tell you what, it's it's uh, we probably do need to wrap this up because uh, it's been going for pretty long. And uh, I, <laughs> I mean, we could keep, I could keep going. Yeah, we keep going. We got way off topic, but I'm fine with that because uh, what we talked about is really important tonight. And I think these things were, you know, we prayed before we hit record. I was just say that. And uh, we asked the Lord to 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 uh, be a part of this conversation. So uh, I'm just trusting that somebody needed to hear the fact that that mud floods are fake. <laughs> <laughs> and and since it's june they're fake and, fake gay. and gay yeah right. yeah
2: yep. we can it's say like that in,
0: we can say that in june it's okay um and uh that they came from russian propaganda that uh trump is uh in bed with with mrs moon and uh not literally but uh well uh,
2: yeah, no yeah. Well, we don't know that maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow see i'll let you guys say that and uh and DeSantis is uh, a Jesuit. So, <laughs> did I get Alleged, it
2: right? alleged Jesuit. We oh, need more okay. research on that. Yeah, okay. He's Catholic,
0: though. He's Catholic. Okay. So, we covered it all. Feasts are okay. Just don't become legalist. <laughs> and don't use emojis. And don't use emojis. That's <laughs> right. Yes,
2: emojis are casting spells. I need to stop using them on Twitter like I do all the time. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: it's and now everybody,
2: now everybody hates me, and you're going to get bad uh, more uh, bad Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> the reviews. Uh, uh, yeah. Reviews. They're going to say how the mud floods are real, and uh, you know. So uh, no, nah, look. I mean, we do have. You know, look. We do have to at least refine ourselves. One last thing, I guess, because Satan is the accuser of the bre- brethren, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm not some big ecumenicalist here, uh, but you know there are many. Uh, you know, I believe man, there's many uh, born again uh, Calvinist brothers and sisters who I disagree with their theology, but. um You know, I, you know, I, I think they're saved, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we, we got to stop, uh, being at each other's throats so much. You know, even I just spent probably like 45 minutes being in people's throats and getting people angry, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, we are, you know, I do it out of love. Okay. I don't do it out of, out of hate, um, or anger or try not to do it out of anger. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I want to definitely thank you guys for having me on, uh, War again. Uh, you're going to be as Steven Crowder says, you're probably definitely going to get letters. (laughs) <laughs> so they direct those letters not to them but to me we read the documents at com. there you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're good we're, we got thick skin anyways so and there's only like 10 people that listen to our podcast so we're <laughs> hey that is
2: not true uh i am one of those uh, 10 people though <laughs> yes, <you so>. are.
0: <laughs> awesome well john thanks man we really yeah. do appreciate you uh you know sh- sharing all your insights and wisdom and uh Geez, man, I just, you start going off sometimes. I'm like, how does he keep track of all this in his brain? Like, I don't know how you do it, man. You must be, uh, you must be using Alex Jones's uh, brainwave medicine or whatever that he, that he, hums. I'm
2: a computer. So, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. that's the secret is I'm a cyborg. So. Oh, you're an <laughs> i No, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's uh, <laughs> a joke. A
0: joke. Uh, well, make sure, listeners, that you go check out We've Read the Documents on their YouTube while, while you still can. Follow them on Twitter. And uh, find his backups, and and just give him love, and show him show him uh, all out war love that we have for all of our guests. And we'll have you back on, John. You know we talk all the time, so there's a million things we could we could uh, we could probably keep talking about.
2: Yes, God bless everybody who's listening. Take care. Um, and during these trying times, don't turn to you know anyone. Just turn to the Lord.
0: Amen. 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 With that, we will say catch you next time.
2: See you. See Bye, yes. everybody. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWCast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.